The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. Welcome to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us here today. We've got a fantastic program in store for you. One of the things that is very synonymous with the oil and gas industry is the barbecue, is the BBQ, is the community events, the barbecue bravado, all kinds of different fundraisers wrapped in with what do you want to call it? Bacon? Yeah, let's call it bacon. Wrapped in bacon. Fundraisers wrapped in bacon and pulled pork. That's what we have going on today here at the Crude Life Week in Review. What we're going to do, folks, is give you some of the best barbecue tips, recipes, stories that we've had over the years here on the Crude Life. It's kind of our uh, barbecue special here, as many of you right now are getting your barbecues ready for this afternoon or this evening or maybe tomorrow. You're getting ready to get the barbecue stoked. Things are marinating right now, and oh, boy, my lips are just smacking right now and salivating waiting i know we're going to talk to jesse johnson in just a moment about the whole hog experience that's right right out of the gate we're going to give you the whole hog jesse johnson in just a moment and i know we've got some rib secrets we've also got some barbecue competition in terms of that show on national television an award winner on here coming up junior urias are you kidding me? We've got a fantastic show in store for you today. It's a barbecue edition of the Crude Life Week in Review. All right, folks, let's get to Jesse Johnson with that whole hog recipe. Yeah, we came down to the barbecue today. We figured we'd uh, go down and uh, get a pig from, from Larry's down at Mott and uh, spin a pig out here and have some fun. So this whole hog, it came from Mott, North Dakota? Yep, it came from Larry's shop down there in Mott, North Dakota. We struggled to try to find something last minute they pulled through so we uh we brought it down here and cooked it up have you ever done a whole hog before oh yeah we've done multiple we do it every year up at uh lake skakawea for uh for van hook arms so so walk us through the process here because this you know this has got the ribs this has got the brisket this has got the pulled pork this has got pretty much this has got the pig's ear right we got everything on this thing basically what we do is we take it the night before and we We'll do a, a, a marinade with it, do all the injections, put it on ice, and then uh, right away in the morning we'll start it up and start it spinning, lock it down, and uh, it probably spins for six to eight hours, depending on the weight and the heat. We try to like start slow, let smoke take into it, and uh, yeah, basically when you're done, you just you take out all the parts, put it in different types of barbecue sauces. Some pipe, some people like it regular. Some people like it just with a like a sweet barbecue sauce. Uh, we also do a, a South Carolina sauce too for for uh, all types of people. So South Carolina, would that be a little more vinegary? Yeah, a little vinegary. Got your peppers, got your your sweets in there too. So. So, uh, what is it? All pulled pork, or do you get a brisket out of there? Do you get the pig's heart out of there? Do you get the snout? No, we we it's all gutted out before we do all that stuff. But we do keep the loins for for special cuts for people who we like out here. Um, 
other than that, yeah, a lot of it just goes through pulled pork, and um, I know um, we we also throw some some of the pork into the beans that we make, and uh, get get some of that nice little pork freshness out of the, out of the beans. So without giving away any trade secrets, uh, a time and temperature on this thing. I know you mentioned that, but like a temperature and then some of the other, you know, whether there's an injection or a rub or just some of the recipes, I guess. Well, what we do is we, we, we've got, we, we inject it with a garlic butter type sauce. Oh. And then we'll also do some some uh, a vinegary apple juice that we inject it with. Um, we started off slow, about 180, 200 degrees. So... The pig will take in the smoke, and we ramp it up, eventually hitting about 300 degrees toward the end. Um, as soon as that meat hits close to 180, 190, 200 areas, when we take it out, we start pulling it apart. And um, any tips or any tricks that you might have for a young or old aspiring pit masters? Well, I tell you what, a pig is good on its own. You, know, you really don't have to do much to look good to make a pig good, but... Um, I don't know. I, it, yeah, yeah. You could. I, it's always good to you know. A lot of times we take take the heads off and, and we'll skin it. This one came with a head on. We decide you know the pig fit, so let's let's keep the head on and add that little pig factor to it. So, what's more important in your opinion, time or temperature? Uh, both. Uh, definitely time. Time is, is of the essence when you're doing it, and uh, if you don't get it pulled off, you know, soon enough it's going to be, you know, not done, and if you get it pulled off enough, it's sometimes you get too dry. So, um, like you can see here, we're taking some of the pieces off that aren't done, putting them back in the smoker, and let them get, let them get, soak some of that smoke up. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. It's a special barbecue edition here on the Crude Life Week in Review. Some of the best tricks, tips, and advice from the barbecue experts, the bravado of the BBQ. All that plus much more here on the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. It's a special barbecue edition of the Crude Life Week in Review. To listen to the full-length interview, visit thecrudelife.com. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by... Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects groundbreaking the davis refinery being joined today with david knee she was a recipient of a make-a-wish gift two years ago here at the bakken barbecue we're live at the sixth annual bakken barbecue in just a minute or a few minutes david and i are going to go up on stage and talk about the make-a-wish gift that was given uh presented to david a few years ago so we're going to uh, get to that in a few minutes but this is kind of our pre-interview ahead of time so we can talk a little bit more uh, intimately without being on the stage talk a little bit about the wish and everything so david how are you good so what was your wish at the make-a-wish event here that was uh, granted at the bakken barbecue a couple years ago it was to go to scotland and see the castles to go to scotland and see the castles mm-hmm. why did you choose that because I'm Scottish and I wanted to like see what it's like back up in Scotland. 
But why the castles? I mean, isn't there like golf in Ireland too, and uh, or Scotland? I mean, or is that Ireland? See, I, I was a castle lover as a kid growing up. I used to play Dungeons and Dragons actually when I was like in sixth, seventh grade, sixth grade, seventh grade. It wasn't cool. So I loved castles. I drew castles as a kid. They were easy to draw. What 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 what's your affection uh, with castles? Well, I find it. I like history, and it's kind of cool how there's people that lived in there. Okay. Did you, now, you got to visit the castles. Mm -hmm. Did you get to do anything else in the castles? Um, We stayed at a Trakar house, and there was, I can't remember what queen, but a queen stayed there before she died, before she got killed, actually. Really? But it was very cool. So you got to spend a night in the castle? Mm -hmm. Wow. Did you wake up in the middle of the night? Did you explore? Yeah. It was kind of, like, quiet. And it was weird. They had, like, Haggis pizza, which we did not eat that. We kind of just stuck with cheese. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. It's a special barbecue edition here on The Crude Life Week in Review. Some of the best tricks, tips, and advice from the barbecue experts, the bravado of the BBQ. All that plus much more here on The Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. It's a special barbecue edition of the Crude Life Week in Review. Titan Solutions is now in decontamination services. Their proven process kills 99.999% of all common viruses, bacteria, and fungi, including SARS and the viruses that cause the COVID-19. Call Titan Solutions today. For your disinfected, ULV fogging, wipe-down, electro-spraying, commercial, industrial, medical lodging, decontamination needs. That's Titan Solutions. Give them a call today, 970-539-8066. The Crude Life with host Jason Spies. Welcome back to the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. Thank you, folks, for joining us here at our special barbecue edition of the crude life week in review barbecue bravado we like to say out in the oil patch and coming up next we've got a junior Urias. now he actually is the king of barbecue bravada in our world because he went on to win one of those televised big barbecue pit master with the judges and the whole deal that one of those competitions let's let junior Urias tell the story Junior Urias on the line with us, a barbecue champion. Is that right? Now you're 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 a champion in some different competitions. I, I want to ask you about how you got into barbecue, and then uh, if you want to transition that into, I know ahead of time. So spoiler alert, folks. He is a barbecue pitmaster champion. So start with the beginning of how you got into barbecue and transition into you know kind of some accolades you've gotten along the way. Sure, sure. You know, uh, I started at a young age. I uh... You know, I love the cooking and stuff for people. I used to go to uh, barbecue camps in which we would cook for like 600 people a week long every year. And we would do it for seven days, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And everything was uh, done over campfires. There was no electricity, no ovens, no uh, nothing like that. The coffee was... was uh, cooked over coals and, and you know we used a lot of Dutch ovens and 
anyway, that's kind of where we started. You know, I started going back when I was at least 12 years old. And uh, at least 30 years we did that. And that's kind of where my barbecue expedition started. Then I started doing cook because I enjoyed the sport. And, and people always told me that it was, uh, that I was good at it. So I ended up continuing the barbecue competition. I started traveling all over you know, Texas, and then uh, all over the entire United States. And uh, we ended up uh, on Barbecue Pitmasters. We were chosen as one of the teams for Barbecue Pitmasters. Uh, we went and uh, did Barbecue Pitmasters and won the Texas uh, Pitmaster Championship. Wait, you were on uh, Pitmasters, that show that I watch when I go in, in the hotels and that sort of thing on cable? That, that show, Barbecue Pitmasters, the uh, reality show? Absolutely. Uh, the, the show was on Destination America, and it is Barbecue Pitmasters. And, yeah, absolutely, we were on it. Uh, it still boggles my mind that we are on it, and we did good, and, you know, it's just grown my business by far. I, I chuckled because I had uh, I, I wrote down Myron Mixon, uh, Pitmasters, I like it is what I got down in my notes. And the reason I say that is I got rid of my television in 2007, got rid of my landline in 1997. So I've been like an, an early adapter to new technologies, that sort of thing. And so when I go on vacation or travel for business, I, I get into hotel rooms, and that's really where I get my television fixing and that sort of thing. And I stumbled upon this Pitmasters show. And I got to tell you, it was one of my favorite shows because I love the barbecue and I love the, you know, like the diners, drive-ins and dives food network thing. And it kind of reminded me a little bit of that because you have each person really has their own flavor and their own style and their own uh, chemistry, if you will, when it comes to their different meats and everything. So talk to me a little bit about that pitmasters experience you know what, what what did you cook what were your sides what, did you get a get insulted by Myron Mixon come on now to share it <laughs> you know it's funny uh, Jason we were at San Antonio Texas at another cook-off this was on the Friday night we had my trader set up we're, we're already cooking for the competition and I got a call the call was from the barbecue pitmasters uh, Audition person, and uh, they had asked me if that I, if I wanted to be on the show, that I needed to be in Florida by Sunday. So I was like, this Sunday? And he goes, yes, this Sunday. Can you make it? I said, give me your number. I'll call you right back. <laughs> so the first thing I did was uh, I called several people uh, in Florida. It's going to be based in Florida. So I was thinking, wow, I can't, I can't really get my trailer and everything connected right now. And, it's Florida to make it on time. Well, I mean, we had the entire, I mean, we're doing an actual cook-off. So we had, I mean, you can only imagine all the stuff spread out and we were just getting ready for the cook-off. So I said, all right. I, I contacted one of my good friends, Blake, in Florida. I knew he was in Florida. I just didn't know how close or where in Florida. So I contacted him. He says, I asked him, hey, dude. I'm going to be on Barbecue Pitmasters. I need to use your smoker. He has a smoker that I uh, used at the, at the time. So, anyways, I asked him, how far are you from the uh, from where we're going to film? He goes, we're about four hours. I said, can you do me a favor? Can you bring me the pit by Sunday? I need it Saturday evening 
can you have it there for me? And he said, yeah, I'll make it happen. So that's how that got started. And then, uh, you know, I flew in from San Antonio to Florida, me and uh, my buddy that helped me out that weekend. His name's Wade McVee. And, you know, we flew in with just a couple of bags and some seasonings. And uh, we ended up winning Barbecue Pit Masters, the Texas uh, episode. And then, uh, anyways, yeah, uh, Myron did give me a lot of help. Uh, he was making fun of my pulling on in with just a, a bag of uh, seasonings and of some knives, and that's it, and a few clothes. And what was cool was there was a steak challenge. So the steak challenge consisted of a, uh, it's funny, I went to Walmart before the, steak, the entire cook-off. I went to Walmart to pick up a grill because I thought, man, you know what, we might need the grill for the quick challenge. So I ended up going to Walmart, I picked up a $20 grill. So uh, now, a good thing that I say now is, uh, you know, I basically cooked a $50,000 ribeye on a $20 grill. So, you know, that's, that's one of the highlights of the entire show was cooking a, cooking a $20 steak on a, I mean, a $50,000 steak on a $20 grill. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. It's a special barbecue edition here on the Crude Life Week in Review. Some of the best tricks, tips, and advice from the barbecue experts, the bravado of the BBQ. All that plus much more here on the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. It's a special barbecue edition of the Crude Life Week in Review. The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Titan Solutions is now in decontamination services. Their proven process kills 99.999% of all common viruses, bacteria, and fungi, including SARS and the viruses that cause the COVID-19. Call Titan Solutions today for your disinfected ULV fogging, wipe-down, electro-spraying, commercial, industrial, medical lodging, decontamination needs. That's Titan Solutions. Give them a call today, 970-539-8066. That's 970-539-8066. Proudly serving the oil and gas industry using organic products, decontamination services, Titan Solutions. That's 970-539-8066. 970-539-8066. Sean Critchlow, G-Style Trucking. G-Style Trucking. What are you cooking today? Ah, ribs. Lots and lots of ribs. Now, are you with the company, or are you one of those ringers they bring in from out of state? Ain't nobody listening, is it? <laughs> no. Not, not my shows, no. <laughs> no I work for G-Style. Okay. Uh, well, okay, you're cooking ribs now. Tell me what you're doing to the ribs. Ah, uh, that's kind of a trade secret. But a little bit of uh, apple juice, brown sugar, this 
Other stuff. So, how about what kind of wood are you using? Hickory. Why hickory? Ah, it's got a little bit of sweeter taste. I use just not much. Usually I use a lot of oak for heat, mm -hmm. then I just add a little hickory to it. Hickory gives a little bit of different flavor, yeah. I guess. Yeah, so, okay. Uh, you, you mentioned you got a rub on there. Is that right? Homemade rub. Homemade rub. Uh, how long do you marinate it? All that good stuff. Ah, put the rub on about an hour and a half, two hours before I cook. And then are you more of a, a slow and low or high low and, and low? Low and slow. These things have been going since 7 o'clock this morning. And what kind of tips do you got for aspiring smokers out there? Watch a lot of YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. All right. Jason Spies, the most trusted voice in the Bakken. I totally agree with you. And the word that you brought into this is fact. You tell the facts and then you let people make up their own minds. If you want someone who's competent, you don't want to get a bunch of rookies. Love listening to Jason Speece on the radio, and if I miss him there, I catch him online. Let's bring in Jason Speece, who is a multimedia journalist in North Dakota. Um, Jason, what's your thought on this? No one does an interview like Jason Speece. My name is Rusty Paget, and I work for Shaw Corps. We're cooking uh, pork butts. Pork butts. Now, before we get into the pork butts, let's talk about last year's Grand uh, Poopa Championship that you guys won at the Bakken Barbecue. This is the sixth annual Bakken Barbecue, but uh, you guys took home the first prize last year. Tell me about what it. Were you here first of all, and and what was cooked? Yeah, yeah. We were. Uh, I was the uh, chef last year, oh. and uh, it was. Uh, the uh, first year we actually did it, and uh, we came and we cooked uh, Santa Maria dry rub tri-tip and uh, ended up taking first place. Santa Maria, what's the significance behind the word Santa Maria in front of dry rub? So uh, Santa, Santa Maria, California is where uh, basically you know the tri-tip originated. So the, the, uh, the dry rub or the, the, uh, the recipe that we used actually originated from Santa Maria, California. Okay, so you, you know you got your St. Louis rub, you got your Kansas City rub, which has a little sugar in it. The other one's got a little more vinegar in it. I thought maybe the Santa Marie had like wine in it or something. Well, it wouldn't be a bad idea. <laughs> no, it wouldn't be. Okay, so I figured it's from California though with the name. So, uh, talk to me about what you did last year to prepare the tri tips to win the award. So well, basically, so uh, you know we brought we bought the tri tips down in, uh, in, in uh, South Dakota and transported them up here since there's nowhere here you can really buy 100 pounds of tri-tip. Uh, most, most companies, they or most uh, butchers, they, uh, they grind up the tri-tip and, and do uh, ground beef. Mm -hmm. So it's, it's kind of a hard, hard uh, cut of meat to get. And, you know, we, just, we, got, we brought it up and we, uh, we, uh, we marinated it the night before and then just with the, with the dry rub, let them sit overnight and basically came out here about noon last year or last year and Popped them in the popped them in the smoker after after get them a good char on the barbecue and let it go. How long did you uh, cook them? So you start on the barbecue and you do uh, you do the mop on there, which gives you a good bark, and then so that takes about maybe you know five minutes per side, and then we threw them in the smoker for about three hours and we uh, we pulled them out when they're right about. Uh, 10, 10, uh, 10 degrees before being done it's rare and let them finish cooking sitting outside any certain type of uh, hickory mesquite pecan 
So yeah, we we did use uh, pecan wood, oh. and we had we had it brought in from a place in uh, in Colorado actually for the uh, for the event. Boy, I tell you, anybody protest? I'm here in meat crossing state lines. I'm here in wood chips crossing state lines. <laughs> it's kind of hard to find pecan wood in North Dakota. So. <laughs> yeah, you're not a kidding. Does anybody smoke with birch wood? <laughs> I don't think so. I think it'd give you a pretty weird taste. I think so too. We'll stick with just making the birch beer. That seems to be what it's good for. So, okay, but you guys are defending your title this year. A little barbecue bravado. Uh, of course, barbecue goes with oil and gas, like, you know, peas and carrots and ketchup and mustard and peanut butter and jelly. So how long have you been cooking? Uh, I'm actually, I've, I'm a, I like to cook at home, so I've been I've been barbecuing and smoking since I was, uh, smoking meat since I was about 18, well, actually 17 years old. I'm 36 now, so it's been quite a ways. So you're going on 20 years, you're almost an antique and car standard, so uh, let's talk about the... Uh, pork butts, you said, that we're cooking today? Okay, we're cooking pork butts today. So uh, tell me about the preparation, the time, the temperature, that sort of thing. So we, we actually started uh, a couple days ago. We start, we, uh, we got the got the meat in a, in a brine solution to help, you know, that helps you uh, keep the meat, the meat real moist when you're smoking it. So you brine it overnight, and then uh, we injected it with that brine solution, and uh, you know did a did a dry rub on it. And uh, to help the dry rub, we actually did something a little different. Most people use a, a yellow mustard before they put the dry rub on to try to help keep it on there. We actually went a different route. We used uh, honey and, uh, and smeared it all over there, and then put the dry rub on that to give it a nice, you know, really nice crust. And also, uh, the dry rub is a little spicier dry rub, so the honey brings a, a nice sweet kick to it. Um, so yeah, we did, we got that in the smoker last night at two o'clock, and we should be done here right about around three. And um, you know, same kind of the same thing. We usually take it out just before it's done, and that way it keeps it nice and moist. And I think you know, my uh, my history with with cooking is a lot of people that smoke things they tend to leave it in the smoker until the actual temperature that you know it's done at, which does dry out the meat. So you know, just uh, a, word, a word to the wise out there: just take it out when you're about ten degrees before done and wrap it up and, and let it sit there and finish cooking. And how about the wind? I tell you, sometimes the wind can really impact how you're doing your smoker and that sort of thing. Do you, do you ever uh, worry about that? So yeah, we actually had an incident yesterday. We were trying to put the uh, dry rub on, on the meats and it was literally blowing away as we were trying to put it on the meat. And then we had, uh, our smoker has, has a, uh, I call it a big rig exhaust on it. So the the way that the exhaust was facing, the wind was actually blowing down into the smoker, and so we had to unbolt it and turn it so it was facing away from the wind. So we got uh, Light Tower Reynolds talking smack. They said you're full of bologna, or are you cooking bologna? I guess I wasn't quite sure there, Light Tower. <laughs> uh, I wouldn't worry about Troy. He's just jealous that we took first place last year. <laughs> yeah, that's the barbecue bravado I love. So, all right, what... Uh, you got to pl- uh, What do you do for your company? So uh, I'm an account manager. Uh, I've basically been with uh, Shawcore, used to be known as Flex Pipe Systems, which now Shawcore Composite Production Systems. I've been with the company for 11 years, uh, so I'm an account manager. So basically, my my role is I uh, I you know I talk to customers about the pipe you know pipeline industry side of things. We actually manufacture, sell, and install high pressure, high temperature composite poly pipe. 
So, you know, saltwater gathering systems, uh, oil, natural gas, flow lines, you know, pretty much anything. We, we, do, um, we do have a pretty good foothold here in the U.S. It's a Canadian-based company. And uh, here in North Dakota, we seem to be growing pretty rapidly and, and with a lot of the top operators. How many shale plays are you guys in, do you know? Uh, all the major ones, pretty okay. much all over the U.S. We do a lot of stuff in Canada. We do, uh, we're doing a lot of stuff over in um, Saudi Arabia right now oh, and no some stuff down in Latin America. Saudi Arabia is really picking up, I noticed, in the last probably six months so with a lot of U.S. companies. It just seems there's a lot more. You're a Canadian company, I guess, but it just seems that they're... Saudi Arabia's market has opened up a lot more to the North American continent, maybe, is a fair way to say it, I guess. I don't know. I might. Have you guys been doing business with them long, or is that in the last few, several years? Oh, uh, yeah. We, it's, I would say probably last four to five years. Okay. I mean, I, I'd have to go back, you know, look in the... Look at my notes to you know actually give you a firm date, but yeah, we've been doing business quite a bit over there. The uh, you know a little fun tidbit: our first sale to them, the prince actually brought over a big Russian plane to our, our uh, the airport up in Calgary, Alberta, and we loaded uh, our, our reels, which are 12 feet tall, 8 feet wide, and weigh about 12,000 pounds. We loaded three of them into one of those one of those big planes, and that was how our first shipment was made to them. Wow, you know um, North Dakota. I remember when they did some business with Kazakhstan. They loaded the cows on the plane. So you got all, because they were teaching them how to grill, and because, like, horse meat is really popular in Kazakhstan. They boil the horse meat. So they did these trips, and the guys from Weber came to teach them how to grill, and they had, like, this, this, it was it was funny, you know, watching these cows load up on these big cargo planes and everything. So anyway, but wrapping up the interview here, uh, what is your uh, favorite thing to cook? Do you have anything that's your favorite? Pretty much everything. Um, I, I do you know, everything from, like I said, barbecuing to smoking. I, I cook a lot of stuff in the house. I like to make things from scratch and come up with my own recipes. So, like, pretty much everything's my favorite. All right, man. Any final thoughts here as we get ready for the sixth annual Bach and Barbecue? We haven't got any announcements yet. So, that your guys' trophy is officially up for grabs now. All I got to say is if you ain't first, you're last, Ricky Bobby. To listen to the full-length interview or to check out other exclusive interviews, visit thecrudelife.com. That's thecrudelife.com. It's a special barbecue edition here on the Crude Life Week in Review. Some of the best tricks, tips, and advice from the barbecue experts, the bravado of the BBQ. All that plus much more here on the Crude Life Week in Review. My name is Jason Spies. It's a special barbecue edition of the Crude Life Week in Review. Leonard, tell me a little bit about yourself. Who are you, who are you cooking for, and what are you cooking today? I'm cooking for LTR, and we're cooking baby back ribs, sir. And with that accent, it sounds like you might be from the Mott Regent area? Yes, a little bit further south. <laughs> but uh, I've been up here uh, be 39 years in February. Where are you from? From Monahans, Texas. Okay. So are you cooking Texas barbecue, or is this a hybrid of North Dakota-Texas barbecue? It's, it's kind of a hybrid because uh, it's not the spicy. I use a mesquite and a pecan. Oh. And a uh, mesquite puts a good uh, bark on it, and the pecan makes it a little sweet. And uh, we, uh, we've got a rub that we make that we put on it. We rub it and then we, we cook it for about five hours. 
And it'll get tender enough where you can pull the bone pull the bone out of it. The Fruit Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Titan Solutions is now in decontamination services. Their proven process kills 99.999% of all common viruses, bacteria, and fungi, including SARS and the viruses that cause the COVID-19. Call Titan Solutions today for your disinfected ULV fogging, wipe-down, electro-spraying, commercial, industrial, medical lodging, decontamination needs. That's Titan Solutions. Give them a call today, 970-539-8066. That's 970-539-8066. Proudly serving the oil and gas industry using organic products, decontamination services, Titan Solutions. That's 970-539-8066. All right, what's your name and what company are you cooking for today? Dennis Jarrett, I cook with Steffes Corporation. Now, are you employed with Steffes, or are you a ringer like all these other guys I'm finding out? No, I work for Steffes. Okay, I just I just did a story on Steffes about their uh, water heaters, yeah. which uh, PJ, PMJ has in their lobby, and so you guys are kind of revolutionizing some of the smart heaters and that sort of thing. So uh, kudos to you guys there by uh, being innovative in this uh, energy world. So let's talk a little bit about smoking and uh, cooking barbecue. So what are, we, what are we cooking today? Well, today we cooked um, pork butt and then pulled it. It's a pulled pork. And then we did baby back ribs. Well, you did both. So let's start with the pork butt. Um, give me time and, and marinades and rubs and just kind of, you know, the process, what went into it. I start with an injection then it sits overnight. And then right, right before it goes on the fire, we um, will put our dry rub on. And I cook it today since we're limited on time, and I didn't feel like cooking overnight on there. We cooked it about 300 for four to four and a half hours, really up to an internal temperature of about 135, 140 degrees. Then we'll pull it and wrap it for three to four hours at 300 just to finish it, and then it goes into a cooler to rest for a couple hours. If you didn't have a time restraint, how long would the process normally take, do you think? Typically, a pork butt that's about 7, 8 pounds, you're looking at 14 hours on a regular slow, low cook at 200 to 225. How about the ribs? Uh, Talk to me about the process with the ribs. Well, with the ribs, I always start with a mustard rub and let that sit. Let it sit in mustard overnight. You know, just a nice layer of mustard on top of it then the next when we're ready to cook them we'll of course put some dry rub on it and it'll go in at about 250 for roughly two hours most of the time I do it by feel I'll pick up the rack and how does it feel if it's ready or not then we'll pull it and wrap it 
And the whole time that's cooking in the in the smoke, we're also spritzing it about every 20 minutes, half hour with apple juice. Keep keep the moisture in. And after it's been on a couple hours, we'll pull it out, wrap it, put it back on the heat for a couple more hours, and then pull it and put it in the cooler to rest for at least an hour. How about when it comes to either having a pan of water in the in there to kind of help with the steam and keep it moist, and also do you use any kind of hickory or charcoal or pecan or anything? Well, today I'm using a combination of apple and pecan, and on the pork butts we did a little bit of hickory. Just pretty much one smoke round till it started burning out of hickory. Um, I like the I like the flavors of apple and pecan. Apple adds a little bit of sweetness in the smoke, and pecan's kind of a really mild, mellow f- smoke. And I think it just adds good. All the ribs we did today were strictly on pecan. Okay. And forget what the rest of the question. The water pan. Oh, the water pan. Um, this round, I actually didn't do any water pan because we added supplemental moisture by spritzing with apple okay. juice on there. Typically, on a long, you know, on a long, long smoke, I will have an extra water pan just to keep the moisture in there because a lot of times, if you're if you're running a propane smoker or something like that, you're not checking it all that often. So you need something that's going to keep that moisture going in there. All right, how about for uh, tips for any young or old aspiring pit masters? What would be your advice for them? You know, go read stuff on the Internet. The Internet's full of all sorts of tips and tricks, really. Or come to something like this and just talk to people. I'm always willing to share information on how to do it. I won't give you my rub recipe. I won't give you my barbecue sauce recipe, but I'll tell you how to cook it. You know, because there's a... I would say there there is an amount, a level of art to cooking something in a field. And that's, you got to get out and do it. I think anybody can smoke. There's all sorts of smokers out there. You've got a variety, we've got a variety here. We've got propane smokers, and then we've got stick burners, charcoal and wood, which is my, my preference, except it takes more attention. I also have an electric smoker at home that I use at least once a week that's for the quick throw it in there go away for a while you know and anybody can do it there's a smoker out there for anybody just don't be afraid to try if you like barbecue what's your favorite thing to barbecue pork loin pork loin i make i'll say it an amazing pork loin just i have found that that's the that's the meat that i cook the best and I don't do it here. I also like brisket, though, too. I, I really love to do brisket, but that takes... That's an 18-hour cook. I refuse to try to go fast with a brisket. You mentioned you make your own barbecue sauce. Um, what style would that be? Is it a vinegar base? Is it a sweet? Is it spicy? My preference, personal preference, is a vinegar-based barbecue sauce. So that's my recipe. It is vinegar-based. I made one today that was kind of an experiment that's actually really sweet. It's got apricots in it. Oh, okay. And it's real sweet and not really zesty in there, but the only thing I, I can think of that people could relate it to would be like sweet and sour sauce, but more on the sweet than on the sour. Okay. That's it, man. Thank you. All right. Thank you.
And that's going to do it for today's The Crude Life, a week in review, our special barbecue edition. I'd like to thank Leonard for coming by to talk ribs, Rusty Pageant, Bram Laster Jr., Urias Davini, Jesse Johnson, Dennis Jarrett, and who can, of course, forget about Sean at Quickslow Trucking. All right, that's going to do it for today's The Crude Life, folks. All the interviews are available at thecrudelife.com. Have an awesome barbecue season, folks. It's officially here. From the staff here at The Crude Life Week in Review, stoking the grills. My name is Jason Spies asking, and I always remember, energy is more than an industry. It's a way of life.
The Crude Life is sponsored in part by Historic, the first full conversion refinery to be built in the U.S. in over 40 years. Innovative, the cleanest, most technologically advanced downstream project ever. The model for future shale basin projects. Groundbreaking. The Davis Refinery. Titan Solutions is now in decontamination services. Their proven process kills 99.999% of all common viruses, bacteria, and fungi, including SARS and the viruses that cause the COVID-19. Call Titan Solutions today for your disinfected ULV fogging, wipe-down, electro-spraying, commercial, industrial, medical lodging, decontamination needs. That's Titan Solutions. Give them a call today, 970-539-8066. That's 970-539-8066. Proudly serving the oil and gas industry using organic products, decontamination services, Titan Solutions. That's 970-539-8066. 970-539-8066. 